Planet Japan, episode 17, for September 27, 2005. The Yakuza Katrina Conspiracy. On today's show, find out why men in Hong Kong like their jobs more than sex, and why people in Japan don't have enough sex. We will also answer the ancient Chinese riddle, How many flies are allowed in a public restroom? And, of course, it goes without saying that the Planet Japan dancers will enchant and inspire you. All this and much more on Planet Japan. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. A baby seal walks into a club. And? That's it. A baby seal walks into a club. He goes, ooh, ah, ooh, that uh. hurts. Well, there you go. That's a joke sent to us from Dirk in Wisconsin. So if any of you out there are from PETA, please send your email to Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dirk. That was, that was nice yeah. of you to send us that joke. Not only did he send us a joke, he sent us a really amazing, the most amazing review of Planet Japan that I've seen. Oh, great. Yeah, and people can read it if they go on over there to podcastpickle.com and do a search for Planet Japan. They'll see his review and some other reviews there, too. And that's a really great site, by the way, if you're looking for podcasts. Yeah. And while they're there, they could put up a review of Planet Japan as well. They can write their own review. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. Sure. We'd also appreciate it if you can get on over there to Podcast Alley, of course, because it's the end of the month. Ah, voting. We we need a big surge to, to finish big at the end of the month, the end of September. Just go on over to planetjapan.org and you'll see a link there to vote for Planet Japan and we really appreciate all the votes we're getting over there. We're getting a lot of feedback in general which is really good. It's Mm -hmm. nice to know that our listeners are out there and they're staying with us every week and Mm -hmm. I think the podcast is getting better every week as a result as well. We're getting a little more into the flow I think and Mm -hmm. uh, getting a better feel for things. Yeah. Okay, well I'm Doug as you may well know. And I'm Amy. You know last week you were Amy too. (laughs) Still Amy. Always Amy. Yeah, I guess I'm still Doug too. We're, we're Amy and Doug when you when they when you put us together, and we're Planet Japan. We are Planet Japan. We got a uh, an email from a very nice guy in uh, Sweden because uh, a few weeks ago I had mentioned that I'd really enjoy getting a an email from Sweden, mm. especially if it was from a long legged, uh, beautiful blonde Swedish woman. Oh, and and we got a an email from a. Um, a long-legged, uh, blonde Swedish man. <laughs> <laughs> Will that work? Well, you know, it's close enough, hey, I guess. Yeah, sure. what the heck. Uh, I'll take it, anyway. <laughs> you can have him, yeah. His name is Per Steinhar Hoften. Yeah, and he sent us a very nice email talking about how he was embarrassed on the bus because he had downloaded the Planet Japan podcast and was wearing his iPod and, and was laughing out loud on a bus for no apparent reason. Oh, and all these people around him were like, mm-hmm. gosh, what's up with that guy? That's right, exactly. If they only knew. Finally, the bus driver did ask him to leave the bus and stranded him in the middle of a mountain village. He did not. Okay, I just made that part up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, um, Per Steinhar. Thank you very much. Also, we need to issue an apology because you called somebody Miss Singapore. I did? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You did. I did. I'm going to lay this one off on you. Yeah. <laughs> Gomen nasai. Yeah. Turns out, uh, not so much a miss. More of a mister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this person's name was Tanuki-san. Tanuki-san, which kind of sounded 
if he was Japanese, it would have been probably a girl's name. Well, it's not, <laughs> it's not a name. It's I actually that's true. an there animal. Are, there are lots of names that end in ki, like maki and mm -hmm. like that, that are women. Yuki. Mm -hmm. Yuki, yeah. So what is a tanuki, a tanaki? A tanuki <laughs> is a raccoon dog. Of course. Right. Yeah, you said you saw a tanuki? And I did. I saw one yesterday. Just walking around? The first time I've ever seen a wild tanuki, yet they're really? so famous in Japan. And, uh, yeah, I saw them. We went uh, sailing to Sensuijima, mm -hmm. an island a couple hours away from uh, Shiraishi. Mm -hmm. And I was taking some other people out there. And as we were walking onto the island, there was this tanuki staring wow. at us from up in the forest. And he did came he quite close. He must he be used to people. Or she. Yeah, don't, uh, 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 don't uh, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this Tanuki's real name is Shinji Tan, and he's from uh, Singapore. And w so we want to issue a Gomen Nasai. We're very sorry. We apologize and bow deeply to you. Ready? One, two, three. Gomen Nasai. Azukashi. Nah. We're so embarrassed. We are. Okay, one other thing. Our friend Joe Barlow. Oh, over at Cinema Slave. Way over at uh, Cinema Slave over in Pennsylvania, USA, mm -hmm. has a brand new podcast about movies called Cinema Slave. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, I listened to it um, today. I listened to his episode three about uh, Hitchhiker's Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he has an interesting segment in that show called Spanking Movies or Movie Spanking, Movie Spanking. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. It's about uh, movies he doesn't like, and he tells us why he hates that movie. It's quite interesting. It's, mm -hmm. You know, most movie shows are about movies people love. You don't hear a lot about movies people hate. Well, sure. Hate. Right. Yeah. Now, there's the guy on the website called uh, Mr. Cranky. Mm -hmm. His whole shtick is that... He hates every movie he watches. Wow. He's never seen a movie he likes. Well, what if Planet Japan made a movie? He probably wouldn't like it. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Mr. Cranky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, com, I believe, is his address. Mm, it's okay. actually pretty funny. but Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. If you want to go check out Joe's podcast, you can go to www.cinemaslave.com slash podcast.html. Yeah, he's got a lot going on yeah. over there. So head he's on over there. to cinemaslave.com slash podcast html. Okay. Now, I heard that the Aichi Expo mm -hmm. is finally closing. Yeah. It's been open quite a while, I guess. It really has since March. And these last few days, they've just had lines and lines of people outside. Mm -hmm. Did you get over there? No, I didn't. Did you? No, I'm afraid not. Well, you know, ever since you know, I heard about that porno flick, they tried to film inside the uh, Ferris oh, wheel. Oh yeah, last week we talked about that. Yeah, yeah they it was got kind busted. Of like, hmm. You, that you would think more people would would be drawn there. Well, <laughs> maybe they certainly has been drawing the Fulongong uh, group from China. Oh, the, the Chinese Did you uh, hear about religious that? group. Yeah. That's right. Well, they barred them from entering the China Pavilion. Apparently. When you say they. Okay. You mean well, this is a good question. Who is they? Yeah. Um, apparently, these uh, originally some Falun Gong people from China mm -hmm. were the first ones to try to go into the expo. And uh, once it was discovered that they were inside the China Pavilion, they were politely asked to leave. Right. And uh, when they didn't leave, they actually closed down the pavilion, took everyone out of it. Mm -hmm. All the guests had to leave for 10 minutes, and then they reopened it but wouldn't let them back in. 
And of course, the only reason they knew they were uh, Falun Gong members is because they were wearing T-shirts that probably, said so. Probably proclaiming. That's right, bright yeah. yellow T-shirts. So this was the expo staff that would not allow them to go in? Well, it's the people working at the China Pavilion. Okay. Um, one of the deputy directors of public relations said that for each foreign pavilion, who they let in and who they refuse is an internal matter. So obviously this was, you know, up to them to decide. But it hardly seems fair that you can't go visit an, uh, a, an exhibition at the expo because of a T-shirt that you're wearing. Well, that's exactly what the participants said, because not only were there Chinese Falun Gong members, but also Japanese. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, hey, we've paid for our tickets just like everyone else, and just because we're wearing these T-shirts, uh, they're not letting us in. And what I, they said, they brought up a really good point, I thought, um, because it said that they're allowing, they're permitting China to import its discrimination of Falun Gong. And, and that is kind of true, isn't it? It's like they come to Japan and can't even get into the, the China Pavilion. That's not really right, yeah, is it? No, this is the, the Falun Gong is the, um, the religious sect in China that the government of China has its panties in a wad about. But, and they've been harassing them and, and doing all sorts of terrible things to try to get rid of them. Putting, I think they've even been putting them in prison. Yeah, they're regarded as a subversive cult. Yeah, which is kind of strange. Yeah, and they've... Until um, you find out that Falun Gong is Chinese for Scientology. Aha. Aha. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> it is not. Uh, yeah, Scientology. That's uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And speaking of China, I'd like to put out a travel alert. Okay. For anyone who is going to be traveling in China. Um, they have recently made a new rule that no more than two flies are allowed in public <laughs> toilets now. Well, thank God for that rule. Yeah, so now when you leave the toilet, the public toilet, make sure that you have not left more than two <laughs> flies. Yeah, if you have three flies, you get in big trouble. Yeah, it didn't really say, I mean, maybe you're supposed to kill your own flies. I mean, <laughs> what if you're in there for a long time and, you know, you just happen to be attracting a lot of flies? Yeah. Oof. Oh, boy. I don't know. Now, it's not just two flies, but two pieces of discarded trash or waste, it says. Mm. Now, waste, I'm not sure, you know. What it's kind hard of waste to, are we talking about? It's hard to go into the toilet and not leave waste. Exactly. Right. But um, these are the things that are not allowed in Beijing's public toilets anymore. So I no guess, longer. I guess these are guidelines to the, to the people who clean the toilets, not the people who use the toilets. Well, right. it doesn't actually say that, but this is what I'm presuming. Yeah. I would hope so. But a committee at some point sat around and said, hmm, how many flies do you think we should permit in these public restrooms? Two, three, seven, ten? What do you think? Right. Well, it would have to be two, one male and one female. But then they're just going to start, you know, Breeding. having wild, sure. wild fly sex, and <laughs> pretty right. soon you got flies everywhere. Yeah. And then it will give the toilet workers something to do, the people who clean the mm -hmm. toilets. Okay. So <laughs> I really don't know. But it says that this is a move to change the image of Beijing's toilets and make a better impression. Since the Olympics are coming in three That's years. That's it. Mm -hmm. It says in July the city vowed to launch the great the largest toilet revolution in history. It's the toilet revolution. The toilet revolution. That'll be right up there with the cultural revolution and the boxer rebellion. <laughs> That's right. Then <laughs> definitely no more than two flies. I, I like that though. Yeah. Two flies are permitted. As long as they're well behaved flies. Mm. Yeah, you don't want any wild flies, just Okay. Little that's by little, right? That's a wacky story. So that's the travel alert. Thank you very much. Well, um, the big news from Okayama City is that 
fall has finally arrived. Well, it's arriving. It hasn't quite... Well, actually, it did, because we had Ohigan, mm -hmm. which was the official changing of the seasons. National holiday. That's right, the, the fall equinox. Mm -hmm. we, get a, we get a day off in Japan on the first day of fall and also on the first day of spring. Yeah, it's a national holiday. Gotta love that. Mm -hmm. And the weather has gotten a little bit cooler, at least in the morning and the evening. The The daytime is still pretty hot, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting much, nice. It's much better. The humidity is not so bad. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and the typhoon season is almost over. Now, did you uh, happen to see there's this uh, weatherman over in Idaho? He has determined somehow that Hurricane Katrina mm -hmm. was actually caused by the Japanese Yakuza. The Yakuza. The Mafia. Mm -hmm. And um, was this through brain power or oh, no, collective no, no. law? Oh, or No, 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 no. They somehow got their hands on a Russian electromagnetic generator and used it to cause Hurricane Katrina in retaliation for dropping the atomic bomb on Hiroshima 60 years ago. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. They finally got around to, th to their revenge. So basically they have a hurricane mover. Yeah. Or is it a hurricane developer? It like makes them and spits them out? You can control or the hurricane. I guess make it go anywhere you want. It's an amazing device. Wow. Yeah. I'm hoping I can get a hold of one of these. They must make like little personal electromagnetic generators that you could Sh use personal to, hurricanes. to wreak revenge on your like ex-girlfriends ex or something. Mm -hmm. Just create little hurricanes around their house or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, this guy, he's, he's a nut. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he's a crazy and guy. And he's a weatherman. That's he's dangerous a weather stuff. He did, he did resign his job. <laughs> After saying that? Well, the management says, oh, no, he was going to quit anyway. Oh, I see. One <laughs> of those. Oh. Anyway, well, that's an interesting idea. Well, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The Japanese Yakuza caused Hurricane Katrina. All along, we thought it was Al-Qaeda last week, but yeah. we were wrong about that. We were very wrong. Now, by the way, you want to play the blame game? <laughs> sure. It's a fun game. All the people in Washington, though, they're all saying, oh, no, oh, no, we don't want to play the blame game. Right. But did you notice it's only the people who are to blame that don't want to play the blame game? Right. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, who's responsible, then, for the Warm Biz Campaign? Oh, I heard about that. Now, a few months ago, the Japanese government got everybody excited with the Cool Biz Campaign. And that was a big success, I guess. Except <laughs> for the necktie people. Well, that's what they, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> irate necktie people. Yeah. But yeah, they, that's what they said anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, what cool biz was is to get uh, workers, the men to take off their ties, the women to take off their shirts. No, just kidding. <laughs> and But to loosen up a bit, take off the jackets, wear short sleeve shirts, and so that they wouldn't have to keep the air yeah. conditioning up so high. And this would I environmentally mm -hmm. be a good thing. In the office. Right, but of course we all know that the real reason was they wanted to pump the economy up. Mm -hmm. And they did. People went out and bought new shirts sure. and you know new clothing to uh, accommodate this uh, right. Cool Biz campaign. And it was such a big success that now for the wintertime they bring you dun, 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 the, the Warm Biz, biz campaign. campaign. Which is? Well, I mean, it's the, it's the same idea that the more clothes we put on, then we can turn down the heat. Mm -hmm. And, of course, then people will go out and buy more clothes. Mm -hmm. They've estimated that women will each go out and spend 25,000 yen on new clothes. Well, there you go. 
new sweaters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, I can't think of one place in Japan that's ever too warm anyway. Yeah, it gets Especially cold. not inside. And I really don't think it's going to improve workers' performance if they're sitting around freezing to death. Yeah. yeah. The Warm Biz Campaign. But good luck to the government in their Warm Biz Campaign. What's next after Cool Biz and Warm Biz? Lukewarm Biz. Lukewarm Biz. <laughs> For the springtime. Yeah. So, Amy, I have an idea. Oh, no. Let's pander to the basest instincts of our audience by talking about sex. Ooh. I think if we talk about sex, more people will listen to our show and we'll become much more popular. What do you think? Entirely possible. Okay, let's try it. Okay. (laughs) You go first. Okay. In Hong Kong, apparently men would rather work than have sex. Ooh, that must be really good workplace. They must really have good jobs then. Yeah, well, just... uh, the first question that comes to mind is, what is wrong with those guys? <laughs> what are they thinking? Well, they don't have uh, good girlfriends or spouses. Well, on, on, this, on, the <laughs> on the site where I got this information, they, they had a fun picture of really hot Hong Kong babes. Ooh, well then, yeah. so much for that theory. So looking at the picture, you're going, okay, so why would guys rather go to the office than have sex? But there is a side benefit, according to this article, and that is that the uh, Hong Kong sex toy industry has taken off. Because apparently... What is it taking off? It's clothes? <laughs> because apparently women are kind of taking care of business themselves, since they can't depend on men who would rather work. Uh-huh. So yeah. they're really just, you know, getting up out of bed in the morning and going straight to work. I guess you could they're say that. They're leaving the women just... Yeah. For it, to fend Lacking. for themselves. Wow. <laughs> but the, the sex toy industry has, has really... Stepped in. Stepped in and taken care of this problem. So, no problem. Now, Hong Kong apparently is not the only place where people aren't having enough sex. Now, before we talked about Japan not having... or having a low birth rate, needing more babies. People mm-hmm. not doing their civic duty and having enough babies. Because apparently, according to a survey I ran across from the Durex company, the company that makes condoms and vibrators, oh, they do a survey of people around the world and their sexual uh, habits mm-hmm. uh, in a number of different categories. And one of the categories is the number of times you have sex in one year, divided by country. And the national average... I'm sorry, the worldwide average number for people having sex is 103 times a year. Which seems awfully low to me, but if you say that, then I believe That's you. what it says. Mm-hmm. And can you guess what the number one country might be? The country that has, has more sex than any other country. Hmm. 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 You have to be someplace in Europe. You would think. Mm-hmm. Prob- Italy. No. Close. Hmm. France. Oh, really? France. Yeah, yeah, sure. French are famous oh, for... Well, they have a high unemployment rate, so that could explain it. <laughs> yeah, they got nothing else to do. <laughs> but, you know, they drink a lot of wine, you know, they get a little there loose. There you go, yeah, right. Jump into mm-hmm. the nearest bed. Mm. Now, who do you think has the least amount of sex in the world? Japan. See, wasn't that... And they have for the last five <laughs> years, too. It wasn't that hard to guess, was it? Nope. No, these people do not have sex, and I, I've been convinced of this for a long time. <laughs> and I have several reasons to back this up. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, one is because I've heard a lot of times from married women that they've only had, like, sex once since they've been married or not at all. Wow. Which I didn't even think that happened ever, anywhere. Yeah. 
Number two is because uh, they have the tradition here that the the baby and the the children while they're still young sleep with their parents mm. until you know they're at least six, really, and often much longer. So uh, when are the parents going to have time to get around to bringing them a brother or sister? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus the husbands are always out late drinking at night. And that's the other thing. That's right. They're always out drinking and, uh, well, you know. Well, working and we, or drinking. They work we know late what drinking and they does. go out with, the, with their colleagues. And right. Yeah. So they have no time. So it just doesn't happen. Mm. And then they get up in the morning and go back to work. It's a sad situation. So no wonder the population is decreasing. According to the survey, Japanese people only have sex 46 times a year. Wow. Yeah. So to all our Japanese friends out there, we would just like to say, hey, have more sex. There you go. Please. You know, now, now it it all makes sense now to me. Because Mm. remember we were talking last week about Xuan Xuan, the panda, who was sent back to Mexico oh, because yeah. she and Ling Ling, the male panda, would not mate. You know, I couldn't stop crying after the show last week because of that. Yeah, yeah. well, you it know. Was very sad. For two years, they didn't have any sex. Well, heck, it's because they were in Japan. So, speaking of pandas, yeah. there's a lovely woman in a city in uh, Aichi Prefecture called Handa. Her, her name's Handa? No, no, the, city, the name of the city is Handa. But oh. she would like to change the name of the city to Panda. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very Japanese. It's been her obsession for many years. Pandas, you mean? Yeah, and changing the name. She I really see. wants to do this. She has formed something called the Panda City Chamber of Commerce, whose mm. only function is to get the name of Handa City changed to Panda City. <laughs> and what's the basis for changing it to Panda City, besides it just being a very cute name? It is a very cute name. Pandas are very cute, and Japan is the superpower of cuteness. But apparently not everybody agrees with her. In fact, almost nobody agrees with her. Really? Yeah. There was a uh, online community of people discussing this issue. Mm-hmm. And they have objections to the whole idea. They wrote things like, we don't even have any pandas in this city. So do they have handas? Apparently they do. <laughs> they <laughs> okay. have plenty of handas. Okay. But no pandas. Well, then they've got a case. And somebody else was Whatever upset. Whatever is. She's from Kyoto. She doesn't even live in handa, for crying out loud. Well, hell... Yeah. Go back to Kyoto. Really? Change the name of Kyoto to Panda City. There you go. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing has created a lot of pandemonium. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, in the city. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a panda-crazed country. People love pandas here. It's amazing. Mm. they got panda cams and pandas this and mm-hmm. pandas There's even, yeah, like she said, it's, you know, super yeah. cute. They are pretty damn cute. Uh, well, anyway, this woman, this poor woman, she's feeling besieged now. She's she's talking about having some kind of mental breakdown because people have been so n- mean to her. Oh. Yeah, just because she wanted to change the name to Panda City. I think Panda City would be a great name. You know, the, the Better only than Handa. No one even knows what a Handa is. Yeah, what kind of goofy name is that? Really? Yeah. She's, she said she got the idea once because she was driving down the road and she saw a sign for Handa City. Mm-hmm. And just for a split second, she thought it said Panda City. <laughs> She's got panda on the brain. And she she realized that, oh, no, it's at Panda City, but, gee, wouldn't that be a great name? Panda City. Yeah. Yeah, and she just obsessed on it, and she's she's been doing this for a number of years now uh, without a lot of success. But I think if you live in Japan, I think you need to give this woman some support. Hey, I'm going to give her a big moo, okay? Ready? Okay. Mom. Wow, that's pretty loud. 
Yeah. I wonder what noise pandas make. Oh, they do make a noise. Yeah? It's really cute. Is it something like... No, 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 it's kind of... Ah. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They kind of squeak. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. this woman has uh, has gotten a taste of what it's like to, to get involved in politics. And uh, it hasn't, you know, it's been interesting for her, but uh, I think she's probably ready to retire here pretty soon. Yeah. Because of this, you know, this caused a mental breakdown, and she's maybe figuring it's not really worth it. Hey, I I know someone who can maybe give her a hand in the situation. <laughs> who would that be? There's this guy. His name is uh, Sugimura. Ah, Yes. Uh, up and coming young politician, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Did you read about that? I did, yeah. He's wild. He's a wild and crazy guy. He is. And he just, he just kind of stumbled into this job as a diet member. He was just a regular salary man uh, and he just applied for it. He saw an ad that said, hey, we need some diet members. <laughs> On the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote a short essay, sent it in, and uh, he just kind of accidentally won, won the seat. Mm-hmm. And now he's uh, he's gotten in kind of big trouble with the bosses there because he was too excited when he won. <laughs> <laughs> when he realized all the perks he would get by being a diet member, Ooh, he, just, yeah. he couldn't shut up about it. And he, he started talking to reporters and saying things like, um, oh, wow, oh, boy, oh, wow, oh, wow, jeepers. He said that? That's the quote. Oh, wow, oh, boy. Yeah. Wow, 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 jeepers. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was so excited. <laughs> because first he realized that he was going to get 25 million yen. Wow, that's about $260,000. Per year. Salary, per year. Plus another ten or $11,000 a month for communication expenses. Communication. I suppose that could be anything from telephone calls to telephone sex to whatever, mm. yeah. Maybe he just downloaded a lot of uh, ringtones on his K-Tie. Hey. $10,000 a month for communication that's expenses? Just, yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that, well, what? like he said, he he's quoted as saying, I wouldn't even know how to spend that much money in a month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he'll get a chance to find out. Yeah. He also went on and on about the uh, free train rides, first class train rides, as much as he wanted. On the JR, yeah. Yeah. A free, um, a free three-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. He's like, I can't wait. Yeah. I've never even... I've never even been first class on a train in my life. <laughs> so he was That's going hilarious. on and on. And finally, uh, the big shots over there at the diet, they said, hey, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, first of all, we don't want people to know how much money we make. <laughs> and, uh, and second of all, uh, try to be a little more dignified, if you would. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're, you're now a diet member, so shape <laughs> up or ship out. Hey, is it time for cowtails? Uh, sure, let's do a cowtail. Good, because you know what? I really haven't mooed very much on this show, mm-hmm. and um, there's a reason. Um, because someone wrote in, and they said, well, they enjoyed my mooing. Mm-hmm. They had apparently downloaded all the podcasts and were listening to them all at the same time, and they said that the mooing could got to be a little much. Oh, I saw that, yeah. So I thought I would, you know, give this guy a break. Cut back on the mood. Cut back on the mood. Just this one show, though. Okay. You know, this Fair is enough. not going to be something I'm going to... And I just want to go... To show people that I do listen, mm-hmm. and I do, um, you know, take their concerns right. seriously. And you can show oh. <laughs> So it's time for cow tales. Okay, go for it. And today's cow tale is about cows being blamed for California's smog. Oh, yeah. Now, this is not a new idea, I have to admit. I mean, that I've heard this a lot before. Mm-hmm. But this is nevertheless quite interesting. And um, the poor cows are getting the butt of all the jokes. And um, they are saying that the dirtiest air 
in the country is in this one area where there are all these dairy farms. And they're saying that the pollution is coming from ruminating dairy cows. Ruminating? Mm. Yep. Not smoky exhaust from cars. Does ruminating mean farting? <laughs> and, well, ruminating is... Is the cows like chewing their cud, and then ah. the the gases that are expelled from their mouth and from their um, posterior, yes. yeah. and um, these gases going into the air. It's not just the farts. Now so people tend to think that it's farting cows, but it's actually mostly the stuff coming from the mouth of the cow, the burps, if oh, you will. Kind of like a mouth fart. Cow burps. Cow burps. Mm-hmm. Burping and farting are causing the smog. That's right. <laughs> now, the average dairy cow produces 8.75 ki- kilograms of gases called volatile organic compounds. Mm-hmm. So, wow. And there are 2.5 million cows in this one part of California. That's a fifth of all the dairy cattle in the country live in this one area. So, it seems to be that... The cause for the smog is obviously these cows. Now, I'm not really sure, you know, if it's so obviously the cows. I mean, the cars have to have something to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they do. Apparently, it's the volatile mixture of these ruminating cows uh-huh. and the smog on the highway. So, that it's not funny. They say it's not funny to joke about cow burps and farts. No, we shouldn't be doing So, we really it, no. should not be doing no, this at all. No, it's a serious subject. And this one guy, I thought this was really nice. He says... Uh, we, m- we need immediate regulation now. We know the pollutants are coming from these dairies. And this guy is, he's a native from there, and he leads a group called the Association of Irritated Residents. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Is there an acronym for that? <laughs> the Association of Irritated, that would be A-I-R, AIR. Oh, I get it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And I imagine the uh, cows have also banded together and made an association called Moo. The Association of Irritated Cows. That's right. Get off our backs. (laughs) So, poor cows. But apparently they they really feel that this is a public health hazard and that it is responsible for uh, one in six children uh, having some form of asthma in that area. Get out. Children are getting asthma from cow farting? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and burps. Cow burp. That's a problem. That's a cow burp. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're making people sick to their stomach now at this point. You kind of have to wonder, though, that um, you know, if cow burps are you know, so potent, what about human burps? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it after lunch. You know, most people eat lunch at noon. Mm-hmm. At really one o'clock, you know, if you're in your car driving and you're burping, then you've got to be contributing to the smog out there. Sure. And yeah. there are a lot more people than there are cows. Yeah, so people stop burping and farting. Yeah, really. You're just ruining everything. We need to be more environmentally concerned. And quit blaming it on the poor cows. That's right. Oh. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. No, you moved I, again, didn't you? I did. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, in, at the IG Expo where you're not allowed to actually expose yourself mm-hmm. at the Expo. Right. And uh, how those uh, porn filmmakers were caught making a porno film inside the Ferris wheel at the IG Expo. I remember. Well, apparently... Uh, some porno people have done it again. They have done the, almost the very same thing in Germany. Wow. During the Munich 
Oktoberfest. Uh, it's spreading around the world. They did. Yep, it is indeed. And um, they went up into a Ferris wheel and started shooting this porno flick. Mm -hmm. But they made one mistake because there was another person in the same uh, seat or cabin mm -hmm. who was not a porno filmmaker. And ah. you can bet that she complained. And she was an Italian tourist and she was shocked. And she was not a fan of porno films, evidently. So um, this is really of concern to me because the Moo Bar is having an Oktoberfest on October 9th, Coming just a soon. couple weekends away. That's mm -hmm. right. So now I'm wondering if these uh, porno film makers are going to show up at the Oktoberfest. What do you think? Well, let's invite them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. Come on down. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's party time. At any rate, you just never know what's going to happen at these <laughs> Oktoberfests in Japan, right? You do have a drink at your bar called Sex on the Beach, right? Well, we, mm, well, mm -hmm. this, yeah, there you mm, go. Yeah, ah, there okay. you go. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm asking for it. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have a fun time out at the Moo Bar for the Oktoberfest. Everyone, come on out if you're, you know, in Japan, nearby. And um, we're going to have German food, German beer, German music, some fun games. and Little, little German measles, maybe? Nope. No, no German measles. Okay. Nope, none of those are allowed. Okay. You know, we're going to be discriminatory. <laughs> we're going to take after the IG Expo. We're not going to let the measles in uh, okay. to I our guess, pavilion. I guess that's fair. Pavilion. That's also your birthday, as I recall. <sighs> yeah, well, it's my birthday, and I am getting older, but I'm going to get old gracefully. Mm -hmm. I don't mind getting older. It's okay. You know, for an 80-year-old woman, you look pretty damn good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's sweet. 80. Yeah, you're not quite as old as uh, this other woman I just read about. She's 110. Ooh, that's getting up there. Yeah, she would uh, be the 19th oldest person in Japan. Oh, maybe I'll be the 20th. So there are 19 people older than 110. Hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That's old. Now, there's only one problem with this woman who's 110, and that is nobody's seen her since 1962. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she, where might have she gone, heaven? Well, nobody seems to know. They, when they try to contact the family, they just say, oh, she's living with somebody else, another member of the family. Mm. Nobody can find her. But one of her family members has been paying her insurance payments every year faithfully. Since her 19, health insurance payments. Her health insurance, yeah. Since 1962. Well, this is really strange, <laughs> eh? So I don't know if you can really count somebody as being 110 if nobody's seen them for 40 years, can you? Right. Yeah. I would have to go on the assumption that this poor woman is no longer with us. Yeah, I, you know, I even suspect that maybe one of the family members did away with her. Oh, and that's careful. why they're, you know... We, we don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that. Yeah, it is an odd story, though. But congratulations, she's the 19th oldest person in Japan, assuming she's alive. Yeah. Which uh, nobody really knows. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So no, be okay. careful about getting old there. Mm -hmm. And try to let people know where you are. That's right. So it must be time for this week's audio mnemonics kanji. It is. And uh, this week we have a kanji for all the carpenters out there. Okay. It's uh, the kanji for ko, which means uh, artisan or construction. And it's also used in the word daikusan, mm -hmm. which means a carpenter. A carpenter. Yeah. And the kanji is very easy to remember, which is why I picked it out today. Mm -hmm. I thought that this week I'd give everyone a very easy kanji. Easy is good. Yep. It looks like a giant letter I. Ah. A capital letter I. Or an H on its side. Right. You could say it that way. Make <laughs> it whatever you want, but this is 
the pronunciation is ko, uh, as in kogyo, which means industry. And uh, you'll often see it on the roadways as well, kojichu, which means uh, under construction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's this week's audio mnemonics. I have just one question. Sure. If I were a carpenter and you were a lady, would you marry me anyway? Would you have my baby? Daikusan. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Well, I guess that's just about it for episode 17 of the Planet Japan. We sadly have to say farewell. Yeah, but before we go, we'd like to thank all the people for uh, their donations who have helped to keep us going. People are so nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. really helping us out. It is, and we'll be able to continue at this rate mm-hmm. and uh, do some more good shows. And if people would like to donate, they can just go over to the Planet Japan website, planetjapan.org, and they'll see a link there. Also, if they want to write emails to us, they can send email to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And we're waiting to hear from you and to get your feedback as well. And please don't forget to check out the show notes when you listen to Planet Japan because you'll find lots of helpful links and information about what we talk about. All right. Okay. Thanks, Amy. It was fun. I'll see you again next week. Thank you, Doug, and sayonara, everyone. So long.